what is Arsenal a net Meta. asset value? Net asset value, it's basically the underlying or rather the residual value when you take a company's assets mm. and you take away its liability. Mm. So liability what, being something they own. Something that they owe. Assets being something that they own. Mm. Liabilities being something that they owe. So if you take with that, that definition yeah. for an asset, we definitely gonna be in trouble with the accountants. <laughs> Listen, whether you're an accountant <laughs> like or not, the conceptual framework doesn't doesn't allow for for something they own. But for a layman's term, right? Yeah. That that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is basically. Um. Welcome to the second episode of the Investment Candle. Um, yeah, yeah. I think um, it's been uh, it's been a ride after the first episode, eh? Yes, um, yes. Awesome. So again, my name is Chupiwa. I'm not alone. I'm with the the tech guy, tech <laughs> <Tend> investor. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So yeah, um, I think I would just like to first kind of. Um, Thank the 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 love that we've received, eh? Like I think we've thank you we've received so much love from from um, the community when we put out the first episode. Yeah, we did. I don't know if it's the same with you. I think they they enjoyed the conversation from my side. It was fantastic, mate. Um, just the feedback mm. and all the feedback has been uplifting. Has been super super positive. Yeah, and very inspirational and motivational. Like you get people that don't come from an investment background. Yeah. They were coming and saying, no, we need this. Yeah. And and it's it's fantastic. And we have our listeners and viewers to thank for that wonderful, wonderful reception to the Investment Candle podcast. Yeah. yeah. I think the first episode, we kind of laid the ground to say, this mm. is what we want to do yeah. and all of that. Mm. So it's it's time to kind of get into some of the meaty uh, things that we, we had planned to do. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what to think about when you're actually making an investment or sure. when you think investment, right? So I wanted to tame it investment strategy. Um, so like maybe just to start off, I want to pose a question to you. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> We're already getting into this thing. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. want to pose a question to say, yeah. like when, you, when you're investing, yeah. did you have a strategy to say, this is my strategy overall. This is how I investing, etc. No, I did not. Not yeah. even close. I was not. I was never that sophisticated. <laughs> I just invested in companies that I liked, mm. uh, companies that I knew. Mm. So, for example, my very very first share was. Ooh, I'm forgetting my very very first share, which is actually a cardinal seal, <laughs> cardinal <laughs> sin, because it's actually the first one. But like, no. To yeah. answer your question succinctly, I did not have investment strategy. Mm. My thing was that I know what this company does. It was Aspen. It was okay. Aspen Pharma okay. Okay. So I read about them. Quite know. a little bit of a difficult industry there. You know what? Like, if you go to a, whether a pick and pay or a spa, and then you go to the medicinal section, yeah. And you look at the back of your medicine. Yeah. What do you see? You see Aspen. So uh, that's <laughs> what course. I saw. <laughs> so that's what I saw. And like that, that was the first uh, share that I bought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think since then it's been, it's been one hell of a journey. And you, what, what did you have an investment um, strategy? Did you have some sort of a plan? No, I think for me, when I started, I didn't have a plan as well. Yeah. It was just, uh, I like the company, um, mm. but 
I think I shared this in my journey that as time went on, I kind of developed this, um, I want to be a finance guy kind of analysis to say, okay, this is what I should look at, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's, 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 that's when I started developing a strategy to say, um, I'm going to do small cap or large companies. Or you were already dealing with caps? All of <laughs> you were already dealing with caps? <laughs> caps? Listen, man, you know when you have a passion for something, right? Yeah. That you, you go to a greater length to actually learn about it, right? Mm. On how the JSC itself is comprised, right? So that's that's what I did. I, I, I went on to kind of, you know, learn more about it. But when I started, I didn't have any strategy. It was just... Do I know this company? Do I understand what they do? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's put some money in. Is it cheap enough for me to come in? Let's put some money in. It's always like that, right? But with that said, um, like I wanted to, 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 do we actually have time to invest, right? Do we, mm. how much time is needed to actually invest, right? Because I think that's that's one of the things that we need to think about. There yeah. are people that actually do this professionally, yeah. right? But we're doing this from a side hustle perspective yes. to say we want to build generational wealth as well. Yeah. But do we actually have time to actually make those investments? Time is very, very interesting. Um, it's a resource mm. and it's not infinite. Mm. Uh, it's You're going to run out. You don't have limitless time. Yeah. Uh, so like everything else, in my view, uh, we don't have enough time, Yeah. especially when it comes to stuff that we have to do in order for us to create some sort of a generational prosperity. Yeah. We really, really don't have time. So I think it also touches on the point that we mentioned in episode one. Mm. Please go check it out. <laughs> uh, episode one, um, where we spoke about how important it is to start early. Mm. The reason why it's important to start early is because you don't have time. Mm. You know, uh, we're going to get into such things as long term and stuff like that. And yeah. I mean, all that stuff. I mean, it looks good on paper, but mm. it's relative. Mm. You know, uh, your long term might not be my long term. Mm. This person's long term might, might not be that person's long term. So yeah. to answer the question, I think we don't have time, but that is more reason, more inspiration, mm. you know, more motivation. Mm. Start now mm. uh, because we don't have much time, mm. you know, mm. um, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think it's, um, it, it, it kind of brings me to the point where, that I wanted to raise. That yeah. When you're thinking about investing, especially in the stock market, right? Mm. It's a very information sens sensitive environment. Yeah. yeah, right. it is. So you need to think about whether you want to make short term gains or you want to make long term gains. Right. Um, we used to call it avoid the market noise. <laughs> market noise. Because I mean I like that. They, there's things that just happen today. You might find that there's an executive that got charged, say it is company X. Yes. That affects the the stock the the, the, the stock the of the company, mm. right? The price of the company. Yeah. And then is that is that sustainable? Is that long term? Is that does that really matter? Etc. like that, right? It's not something that you can actually predict. Right, can't, can't do that. Yeah. So uh, that's that was my thing. Like, have you ever actually um, thought about, or did you do short-term gains and um, actually, we call it maybe we can term it um, trading, right? 
It's not Forex. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. traders, that's what they do, right? Mm. They look at the, the short-term movements and they actually even predict short-term movements. Mm. So is that something that you did as well? Okay, let me not rush into a no. I tried it. <laughs> okay, um, back when I was still at UJ, I was at Rez. Mm. Um, there was a chap um, which we're still in contact with. He was very much into trading, but I mm. saw him do it. Yeah. Uh, from KZN and he was always on his computer. Mm. So, you know, always on his computer looking at line charts and seeing... It always looks so cool, man. It when looks cool. When they have their charts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it does look cool up until the point where you always see a person on their laptop. Mm. That's when it becomes like, okay, is this thing really, really cool? Yeah. I did try it. Um, mm. And to be quite honest with you, I had a bigger... Or rather, my mind wanted a little bit more. Mm. Um, I wanted to be stimulated in other ways. So okay. like life, especially investment life, it's quite big. Mm. You know, you could go on to events where you network, yeah. where you you get in touch with industry people, you get you get in touch with the market participants themselves. Yeah. And I wanted some so, something that will give me a, a balance mm. on, on how I should think about it, not always just have my face on 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 the screen. Yeah. But I just wanted to touch quickly on what you said in the beginning mm. and looking at uh, short-term gains versus long-term gains. Mm. And I think philosophically, mm. how I think about the long-term, yeah. of which I'm also going to ask you this, mm. I think it's pretty interesting, is that those two, long-term and short-term, it doesn't have to be, they don't have to be against one another. Yes. It doesn't have to be that way because like I, I get the sense that if people are looking too much into the short term, automatically they're not looking long term or if they're looking at long term, they're automatically uh, ignoring what's happening in the short term. No. Long term is many short terms. Agreed. <laughs> there has to be like a series of short terms and then and then if you take space and you can just sit back and let time unravel, mm. that's when now you have a long term. Mm. And I think it's okay for us, especially when we frame our discussion to say that if we are talking about short-term gains, mm. we are referring to actions that are taken now, mm. ignoring the future repercussions. Mm. So your term, how do you think about long-term versus short-term? Like, I just want to get your understanding mm. of how you think about the two. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me... Um, how I think about the two is the short term, it's, it's very unpredictable for me. There's hmm. too much noise that happened and, and that you, you kind of need to anticipate to actually make some good money, hmm. right? And one, it kind of speaks to the very first part of this conversation that yeah. we don't have time to actually deal with the market noise to actually find the little pockets to actually make money. Yeah. Because if... If I know that there's certain things that are happening in the company, mm. then I need to take a view on how this is going to affect the share price, yeah. whether it's going up or down, and then bet against and make some money if it actually goes in my favor. So I feel like that takes so much time to yeah, do that. It does. Right? I'm not saying it's impossible. There are people that actually make money on this. It's true. Right? That actually look at the short-term movements of the market and et cetera, and actually predict, okay, let's let's see if there's some differences where we can make money, right? That's for me is, it's the short-term aspect is um, anything that is 
you know, shorter than a month for me. <laughs> if I'm gonna, if we gonna, I'm gonna invest on in a company. Yeah. I'm not looking at a month worth of return or growth on on my investments. I'm looking at a twelve months to three years to five years. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Right, three years to five years. Three three years to five years. I see. Twelve months is still be a bit of a short period. It's short, yeah. But I think twelve months. It's actually even fund managers they get rated on twelve months as well, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because that's your year performance, right? That's what you that's made true. in that particular year. People are actually, if you're a fund manager, people are gonna be like, okay, let's see how you grew my portfolio. If you're managing my money, I'm gonna come down on you to say, <laughs> in the twelve months, how much money have you made me right so it, although that's a short term period but it's still enough period to actually make enough money that's in my opinion right to make money right but when i think short term i'm thinking a month there are people that even think about a week say okay i need to put money today in seven days my stock needs to kind of move etc like that that requires a particular skill in my opinion to be able to discern the short-term noise. And luck as well. I think, it, you know, as, as much as how we, I think we we try to tell ourselves how good we are. Mm. We do the most complicated of um, equations mm. and algorithms and, and like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of luck also comes into it where it's just like, it's good timing. Mm. Um, and I think that's why I'm, as much as how I gave a whole spiel about how the long term is made up of many short terms, mm. man, it's 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 quite difficult to have a investment mindset mindset mm. which is predominantly short term. Mm. I think you can't do that. I think you are playing. I think you, you know, using this word loosely, mm. it's, it's kind of gambling <laughs> in a way. Like I know it's a harsh term. It's a yeah. it's, it's, it's it's quite hard harsh mm. to say to to say this, but. Mm. But but it is what it is. I mean, yeah, the, probably people are gonna come at me for that. But <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. But having said all of that, mm. I did um, make a trade mm. um, that was definitely short term driven. It was Ancelar Metal. Mm. Ancelar Metal, the steel manufacturer. It was listed on as Johannesburg. I really, I really don't understand the steel industry that much to a point where I could. I, I feel like there's there's a lot of moving parts in in that industry. But you're, you're anyway. right. You're, you're quite right. Mm. There's a lot of moving parts. Uh, did I understand how ArcelorMittal <laughs> works? No, <laughs> no. But I did do accounting. Yeah. And 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 what I did was I just basically looked at the net asset value mm. of the book. Okay. Of um. What of is the net Metal. asset value? Net asset value. It's basically the underlying or rather the residual value when you take a company's assets mm. and you take away its liability. Mm. So liability what, being something they own. Something that they owe. Assets being something that they own. Mm. Liabilities being something that they owe. So if you take with that, that definition yeah. for an asset, we definitely gonna be in trouble with the accountant. <laughs> Listen, whether you're an accountant <laughs> like or not, the conceptual framework doesn't doesn't allow for for something they own. But for a layman's term, right? Yeah. That that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is basically. Um, getting a little bit more technical, that's the equity um, mm. that you see in the books. Yes. Now, there's a difference between what you see in the books and what you see on the exchange, on the on the on the stock exchange. Yes. Because that price is determined by the movement of the price. Obviously, that supply and demand dictated by the market. Mm. And what's in the books, it's in the books. Yes. 
you know, it's facts. It, those are facts. So not feelings. Facts are in people's feelings no, and opinions. No, about no, no facts. Yeah. So, so that's what I did with Ansela Meta. So you did your, mm. you took your net asset value, you divided it by the number of outstanding shares in the business, and you came up with your value. Is that what you did? No, <laughs> I went to the balance sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, in fact, that's what I did. Mm. Yeah. So I took the net assets and I basically divided by the number of oh my word that big outburst of no. Mm. But anyway, so that's exactly what I did. And mm. the price that I got at that time was about six rand mm. a share. Mm. Ansela Metal was trading at about two rand fifty a share. Mm. That's it's it was so undervalued as per the book to the market mm. uh, price. Mm. And yeah, so I just basically just took a punt mm. and and yeah, so I realized those gains, it went up from two rand 50 up until five rand. Hmm. Uh, it was quite nice. It was interesting. And it was also, it made me feel good mm. that, you know what, I can actually apply some of the basic things mm. uh, that I used at school mm. and I can actually realize again, short term. Mm. So the, where, where was the lack involved there? Because we even spoke about lack. Yeah. I mean, how long was it going to take for it to actually grow back to five? Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. I just said that this but thing is going to move to five. I had hope. <laughs> <laughs> and like once you need hope, yeah. uh, that's when I think now you're going the wrong way. But then that's the, um, that's the story I have as far as short-term investing. Do you have any, any short-term investing stories? Yeah, I do. Mm. Um, I, I think I do. I, I, for instance, um, mm. I made... Um, but for me, it's not a positive one. Like <laughs> you lost money. I lost money. Interesting. You know? I did put in on um, Steinhoff when it went. Whoa. You know, um, it, I think that at the time when I got in, it was about four rand a share. Jeez. Right. And then I put in, I'm like, you know what? This money is the money that I'm willing to lose. Okay. Very important. Yeah. Very, very I'm important. Like, you know what? This is money that I'm willing to lose. I got paid. I've got a little bit of money. Let me put it in. <laughs> ah, my man. I, sh I saw that stock going down. 3 rand 90. Yay. It went down to 1 rand 50 cents. Whoa. <laughs> 1 rand 50 cents. I don't know what Steinhoff is trading at right now. Since. But... But dude, mm. I, I lost money on Steinhoff, unfortunately, because I, I was thinking, you know what, maybe uh, it's going to bounce back. They'll find some mitigating factors to kind of deal with the scandal that was happening. Yeah. But um, it just got worse, man. <laughs> it just got worse every single day. I can imagine. I remember that. I remember that whole saga. And I think in the future periods, we are actually going to do a an episode just focusing on when to avoid corporate scandals mm. because that is very much part of our reality. I think also also just to think about whether or not proper assessment of corporate governance, right? Yeah. Because that's what really caused us the the the, the scandals that happened. It did. And, and it's and it's not just Steinhoff. Mm. There's there's a lot of examples. Plenty. Out there. Um, there's this one. I think it's a it's a sugar one as well. Uh, Tonga, Tonga, Tonga and Hyde. Yeah, even yes. that one had a scandal. So you you can see there's different examples in there um, that you can. But let's go back to the strategy. Sure, right? Sure, let's go back. Does trading make sense for a young professional? 
you know what? I think there has to be a certain like characteristics that this young professional have, mm. and I think it needs to be a part of them. You can learn, you mm. can learn some of the things, mm. uh, but I think inherently you must have a certain characteristics in order for this to be a right fit. Mm. We are not saying trading is bad. Yeah, trading is totally legitimate, mm. provided you have the license to do so, especially mm. when it comes to taking monies from outside investors. Mm. Okay. No, but I was talking in the context of. Um, Short term, right? Because if you're making investments for short term movements, yes, you're basically trading, right? Yes, so yes. Does that may actually make sense for a young professional? Meaning that you're investing on a stock today and mm. expect some return in seven days to a month, three months, etc. Okay, a lot of bias for on my side uh, is going to come forth um, here because I'll be, I'll basically speaking preference, but hopefully. Um, my my response is going to be an informed ins um, informed response, yeah. but there is definitely uh, going to be a lot of bi bias in it. Okay. The object the objective here is to build wealth mm. that can be enjoyed sustainably, mm. and that key word being sustainable, mm. I don't think it matches with short term trading. Okay. Because then there, there's there's elements of time that mm. goes in there mm. Mm. that goes into uh, sustain, uh, sustainability. Mm. So does it make sense? Mm. It's a difficult one just to say, yes, it makes sense to, or no, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Ideally, I would not like uh, the young professional, especially they have earning their very first salaries, that type of thing. Yeah. I would like for them to be a little bit street smart mm. and think more long-term. Yeah. And I think that's where it starts. Um, so I think in my view, mm. and I think the emphasis here has to be the word my, mm. <laughs> um, plenty of bias, yeah. but I, I, I have a bit of experience on both. Mm. I, I would like the young professional to think long-term. Yeah. I would like the young professional to say that whatever I'm putting in now, mm. I would like to see it grow over the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, even 40 and 50 years. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Mm. It does not make sense to okay. answer your question mm. as um, succinctly as possible. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the, that's how I no, answer I you. I totally agree with that. I yeah. think um, it's one of the things that I get asked a lot, right? Mm. Um, do you think this stock, this thing, this share price is gonna grow in the next seven days? Gee, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know. You said I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, look, we're talking about a business, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. Do you know, even let's make a real life example. Okay. To get a refund from a business, right? It takes a hustle. It can even take a, a month to get a refund. So how am I supposed to predict the growth of a share price within seven days? It's impossible. That's impossible, mm. right? Mm. But if I am actually predicting, say, a share price for a reasonable amount of future period, that I can do with... Some level of subjectivity, of course, to say, you know, I think in the next 12 months or in the next two years to three years, five years, I think this company is going to expand to uh, different geographies, etc. And derive my value from that, you know. But in seven days, <laughs> that's when you, that's when people's feelings are there, right? It's true. That's, that's the, I can't predict people's feelings. Mm. I can't predict what the market is going to wake up feeling like. Yeah. But the true value requires enough time to be realized. 
That's what I think. So for young people to, or for young professionals to think that they can get short-term gains, it's possible, but I don't think it's, 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 uh, it's, it's advisable to think that you can invest for short-term right and also you don't have the time man your boss wants your report in, <laughs> in the morning and <laughs> you you are there in the market because it requires constant entering and exiting yeah. of the stock right to it's actually make that true. that that money true. so I, that's just my opinion i don't think you have enough time to actually do that no that makes a lot of sense mate that makes a lot of sense i i i went to the remgro agm mm. um on shares in remgro and I think it's a fantastic company, man. I don't even, like, with short-term, in fact, here, how, how about this? When we're thinking about short-term, even the word stocks mm. and shares, mm. for me, I associate those terms with short-termism. Mm. When I think about long-term, mm. I think about companies. Mm. Okay. I think about them as companies. Mm. I'm investing in a company. I'm mm. not necessarily. I, I might. I might be buying a stock, mm. but I don't. My mindset is not that I'm buying a stock. I am buying ownership in a company which will serve me, mm. even if it's just capital gains mm. or a steady flow of dividends. Mm. But this company is going to serve me over the long term. Mm. That's when I look at a, I look at it um, as as a company. So back to the story about Remgrow. Mm. I was at the Remgrow AGM last year. Fantastic people. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. Rubbing shoulders with the billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so I was there and 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 they were kind enough to 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 take my questions. Mm. That's where I met Johan Rupert for the first time. Yeah. Gave me all the time that that I wanted. Mm. So when I met the other shareholders there, I found out that there were people that were holding these shares mm. even before it was called it was Remgrow. Mm. It was Rembrandt. Oh. It was started by Johann Rupert's dad, mm. Dr. Anton Rupert. Mm. And they held those shares over the years. Mm. And they've seen some wonderful things, man. Mm. They saw the um, they saw the breakup of the company, obviously being to Richmond and also Remgrow. Yeah. Um, Vodacom was spun off that. Eventfin was was spun off that. Um, Mediclinic was spun off that. They saw wonderful things, but they the reason why they had where they had so much success mm. when it comes to all of that, mm. they held on to the investment in this company. Mm. They had a mindset yeah. of I want to hold this thing over the long term. And that's the same thing that I would say to, to, to any young professional who says that, what type of mindset? Chifewa mm. Nico, what type of mindset should we have? Yeah. A long-term mindset is definitely always going to be better mm. because it has that element of sustainability, which is very, very important. And time, right? And time, yeah, and time. There's this thing that we used to say in asset management that... Um, Making money does not mean you're going to make money all the time because your decisions are not always going to be right. However, my boss told me that your decisions, your right decisions, just need to make enough money to cover and be above your wrong decisions. Interesting. About the market. I like that. Right? Because it doesn't matter whether you had two right decisions or five wrong decisions. As long as you're two, in terms of value, succeed or I'm way above the wrongs that you that that you've done and lost some money. Mm. That 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 was like 
that makes sense. It's powerful <laughs> even. It's, it, it, it makes sense because, yeah. I mean, nobody can bid the market consistently. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But thinking of that, right? Mm. Um, how do you how do you think about long term investing when you're actually thinking about investing in the company? Huh? Some people say that they they want to invest in a company, say for dividends. We already defined what dividends is in the yes, last we did, episode. we did. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Some people invest for for dividends, or some yeah. people just invest in thinking, you know, this company is going to grow, mm. and therefore ultimately the share price or the stock price is going to grow and then I'll realize my value. Yes. Like, what is your strategy? Okay. Uh, in the context of dividends, um, yes, it's very important. I know there's a school of thought. Mm. There's a school of thought that actually disregards um, dividends. Yeah. They don't look at it at all. And then some people in practice, mm. uh, not in just um, thinking about it, but in practice, how they do it, they just simply reinvest the dividends back into the share. Yeah. They don't want the cash flow. Yeah. So what is my strategy when it comes to that? Mm. It depends. I don't have just one strategy. Okay. I have a few strategies. Okay. Because I understand that as a black person, and that's important mm. uh, as a black person, mm. in that as much as how we would like to have we like to think long-term, long-term, long-term. Yeah. It's also a privilege mm. because, I mean, there's also daily issues which are very much in the short term. In mm. fact, not even short term, they're very much now. Yeah. So there is an element of my strategy that involves long-term, mm. but there has to be an element of short-term delivery in the form of dividends. Okay. I'll give you an example. Yeah. A nice company that I have, I'm going to make the example again with Remgo, but maybe let me change because then I'm, I'm hopping too much about this company. Um, we well, think you're promoting them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not promoting them. I just think that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, for example, I'll, I'll give you one, which is a blue chip company. Mm. Everybody knows it. Mm. Um, it's got good capital gains, but mm. it's also got a steady flow of dividends. Okay. Of high dividends. In fact, the dividend yield is actually in the double digits. Mm. Exaro. Mm. Now, let's define the term dividend yield. Dividend yield, um, I can, okay, so the formula of dividend yield, before I explain exactly what it is, yeah. it's basically the dividends per share divided by the share price. Yes. Yeah. So if you take the, divid the dividend, how much it is, and then if you take that and divide it by the share price, mm. that's how much it's yielding. Mm. Um, yeah. That's what it is, right? We train, we, we're trying to take this fancy finance jargons mm. and we break them down so that if you are in a, if you're attending an AGM or you're attending something and you bought a share price and they talk about dividend yield, you're not going to go um, blank and not understand what they're talking about, right? Yes. You'll thank investment candle that, <laughs> that helped you understand those terms and yes. actually give life examples, Correct. right? To say, if I got paid three rand per the share that I've got of Remgro mm. and then the share price is like nine rand. Yeah. Three rand divided by nine rand, that's my yield. Yes. And that's part of the return. 100%. Right? Yeah. But that's anyway. important. <laughs> yes. Um, like, oh. I, I think just like trying to even break it down further into words and not necessarily looking too much on the mathematics mm. of it all. How much is my dividend yielding relative to the price of the share? Yes. That's what it is. Um, and it's very, very important. So, uh, going back to Exaro. High dividend yield, but it's also got a track record of doing good business. Mm. Okay. You've got a track record. You're a blue chip company. Mm. 
There is um, institutional money, which has a, which is backing you. That's very, very important. Yeah. And you have a steady flow of high dividends. Yeah. I think companies such as that, I'm not saying that is the company, yeah. but companies that have those characteristics mm. of steady flow of dividends, mm. as well as a track record of performing well. Yeah. Now, if you can take the you know the climate considerations of what they actually do mm. but we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that now then that's those are those are some of the investment vehicles which you can take mm. and which they can satisfy the long-term nature but also deliver for you mm. in the short term which is very very important mm. um as a black person i cannot stress that enough we need both mm. we can't take <laughs> one over the other we need to marry the two yeah to come up with a good a good investment strategy that's going to create long-term prosperity for us so you you more towards dividends um or do you also look at um the the capital upside side to say definitely um most of the money that i've made have not been dividends okay it's just been the most frequent that i've made has okay. been dividends the, okay. the most that i've made has been capital gains mm. and with capital gains there is no substitute. You have to look at long term. Yes. You really, really have to look at long term. Yeah. You. How do you think about your strategy uh, between no, the short term and the long term? I think for me is um, I, I'm probably one of the guys that don't worry too much about dividends. Cool. Um, so you're part of that group. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love dividends. I'm not saying I don't, I don't rate them. Yeah. I rate them, right? Mm. And um, obviously, I, I, I don't think in terms of if I had to allocate my decision, mm -hmm. right, I would say probably 15% of my decision will be influenced by whether or not this company has a track record of paying dividends. But my focus really is about the growth of the company. 100%. I buy into the growth of the company. So if I think I do a bottom, a, a top down approach cool. to say, okay, What's happening in, in, in the economy? What industry do I think is going to grow? Two, what is the company within that industry that I think is going to grow that will give me or capture that much of the growth that I want, right? And obviously, one of the big things that you, we, we, we must not forget is diversifying the risk because you cannot just be investing on mining companies you love mining companies <laughs> <laughs> you cannot be just investing on mining companies only <laughs> because then you're exposed to mining companies if yeah. tomorrow the governments decide to say they're nationalizing all their mines or they're changing the licensing for all their mines <laughs> yeah then you can lose your money it's true because it's that true. is a big problem in the mining mm. sector you yeah. need that yeah. right yeah so diversifying your portfolio is quite important yes. you don't just look at one industry mm. you must look across the board right to actually diversify and kind of hedge the risk so sure. so that's what i do i kind of look at the 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 top approach to say top down top down yeah, yeah. i look at the the economy yeah. what's happening in the economy yeah. which industry do i think it's going to grow and then what company will capture that growth and then the timing now hmm. at what point do i then enter <laughs> do you go cuz i go I, I go a little bit deeper as well i mm. like i like looking so so i and uh, i see the cone mm. uh going from top and then going all the way down like yeah. a cone 
uh, I see that. Um, do you go deeper into the actual company itself? Like as you as your analysis, do you do you look at management? I know I do. Mm. Big, 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 big thing in my analysis. I actually look at the integrity mm. and the competence of the management. Yeah. Uh, do you go deeper than that? Yeah, I definitely mm. do go deeper than that. I think it's one of the things that you know in the next episode or so we mm. must actually touch on extensively. Yeah. Um, that value that I think the company is worth. Yes. It's obviously influenced by different aspects. Correct. Growth is just one of them right? Um, well, major part of it, right? Because I mean, if I think the, the share price is going to grow from 10 rand to 20 rand, there must be growth that actually speaks to that, that they're either going to get new set of customers or enter into different um, geographies, etc. That will capture that growth, right? And also, in order to drive that growth, are management competent enough to actually drive that growth and achieve it? right? That's another aspect. Wonderful. And in terms of, are there limiting factors as well in the industry? Regulatory environment, is it enabling for them to do all those things? So I do analyze all those things, mm. but, you know, as, as young people, right, that maybe we know some of our, our followers or subscribers mm. are not um, financiers or people like that. Yeah. Do you think it's something that um, people that don't have finance background can do? Or is there a simpler way <laughs> of actually looking at it and wait and say, I hope and pray that no. <laughs> this, yeah, this no. stock is going to grow? Yeah, yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm a church boy. Yeah. Uh, and and I believe in those concepts of hoping and praying. Yeah. Um, uh, but I also believe in analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe in analysis, especially when it comes to, especially when it comes to investments. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just basically being wise mm. um, and making good judgment based on facts that have been presented. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that type of thing. Um, it's very important. So, but like, to answer your question, yeah. On should they? Did you, did you ask should they or? I'm asking if it makes sense for young professionals that yes. don't have finance background. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. not only young yeah. professionals, yeah. but just someone who doesn't have mm. finance background yeah. to be actually thinking about these elements. Do you think, yeah. cool. is that a big ask for them or does it actually make sense? Okay, this is where now my own philosophy is going to come to the fore again. Yeah. I really believe that, especially with that method that you mentioned about the top down. Yeah. I think that is not necessarily meant for financiers and people who have been investing for a long time. Yeah. Those things can be comprehended and mm. understood yeah. by intelligent generalists. Mm. Having a little bit you of intelligence. You this term around a lot. <laughs> I, I really do. I, I really believe, um, especially I've been looking at our numbers mm. and looking at the people that have been subscribing. Thank you so yeah. much once again. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of them. Mm. And I'm convinced of their intelligence yeah. and their uh, ability to comprehend and the capacity to to basically take in information, process mm. it, and actually make good judgment. Yeah. If you have that, yeah, you can look at a, an economy and see where is it going. Mm. You can look at a particular industry, seeing that okay, this industry is actually going to prosper as a result of the direction which the economy is going. Yeah. You can look at the big players mm. or you can even look at players, not necessarily the big players, mm. but you can look at certain players 
that are operating within that industry. Mm. Now, obviously, there are limits because the more deep, like the deeper you go, yeah, that's when now it needs a bit of technical analysis and technical know-how. Mm. That's when maybe there's limits. Mm. But a long or rather a far-reaching journey, which you have traveled as an intelligent generalist, yeah, you, you've you you've traveled that journey, yeah, you're there. Mm. So it's just a little bit more which you're going to be limited. So to answer your question, I think, yes, it's possible. In fact, I think it's desirable. Mm. You should. You should want to get into it. Mm. Um, yeah, but again, that's when I'm very, very passionate, um, particularly about the young professionals. Because <laughs> this is possible. This is not a thing where you're looking at the computer every single time. So I, <laughs> so I believe that uh, this is something that the intelligent generalist, um, particularly young professionals, can do. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I, I think I totally agree. It's not it's not um it's it's a met it's not a matter of getting the exact mechanics. Yeah. Because I think you can take a view on the company to say, I think ShopRite is gonna I love ShopRite a lot. Uh, you do. <laughs> you really do. There is no one in this world that appreciates ShopRite more than this man here. <laughs> so I think you can actually take a view mm. on ShopRite to say I think this company can grow yeah. because um, it's going to do these things and that thing, yeah. right? And that doesn't need a financier to actually understand that, right? It just needs you to kind of understand what's happening in the industry. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be numbers, right? Mm. You leave the numbers valuation to the guys that actually do that. But you just need to take a view on the business to say, I think this business can grow. Or I think this business can pay dividends sustainably. You know, it's 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 those things that I think it can happen even though you don't have a background. If you're wondering if this is for you, if you've you've never seen or you've never actually taken the time to sit down and read financial statements, <laughs> etc. Yeah. But I think one can take a view on a company by just reading, even just reading news about the company, etc. And go to look at, okay, what are certain things that this company is going to do? What is happening in this company? Do I think it can grow more than this? And also just looking at the previous share price, some other people. Let me tell you a story. Okay. What I did um, one of those days when I was in varsity, right? I went on and I used to just look at the share price for the past 10 years. Yes. Average the price out <laughs> and actually see where it's at in terms of the average, right? And yeah. see, oh, okay. Has there been any fundamental changes in the business? For example, if the, the share price was 20 rand yes. and came down to 10 rand. Yeah. And I can ascribe that 10 rand difference to say they sold a portion of the business then it makes sense that the price went down like that. But if there's nothing too significant that has affected the business fundamentally, I used to believe, you know, it can buy, this stock can, I believed. I you believe. <laughs> I had hope. I'm like, <laughs> this stock is going to come back up. Let me put in my money, you know. So it's it's one of the things that that I did, but I think it's important to kind of spend some time to actually understand the business. Hence, I was saying, it takes time to actually say, you know, I'm taking a view on this business. Yeah. Um, Long-term investing is going to be very important if you want to build meaningful wealth, right? But if you want to be a trader, I don't think you can do it if you're working at the same time. Huh. 
Uh, That's just uh, my view, man. No, I, I, like, listen, I, I, I think, I think we're together in that. Um, and and just to support you a little bit more on, on what you said about has there been anything fundamental that has changed? Mm. That is what led me to the best trade I've ever made, which mm. was Sasol. Mm. Literally, I looked at Sasol and it was dropping like anything. Yeah, and I asked myself. Has there been anything fundamental that has happened? Mm. It was just the case of mismanagement of a project mm. in um, in Lake Charles in the mm. United States. Yeah, you know um, the price of oil as well. But then that goes up and down. That's very very fickle. Yeah. So nothing fundamental has changed. There was yeah. no co- corruption. There was no um, accounting irregularities. Mm. It was just something that could have been fixed. Yeah. And as a result. I made the best trade ever. Mm. And I know I, I, I like telling the story, but I would like to I tell know you. I also made some millionaires. <laughs> okay, well, we didn't get to a million. But I'll, I'll, so this guy doesn't <laughs> want to tell us that he made a million no, on Sasol. Man. No, man. no, no I, I, did, I didn't make a million. I, uh, I made 112,000 Rand. That's a lot of money, man. 112,000 Rand. That's a lot um, of money. Yeah, just because I believed in the fundamentals, which mm. did not change. Mm. And everything else mm. was fixable. Mm. If you get in a new management team, yeah. you can absolutely fix that. Now, yeah. if fundamentally something was wrong, mm. then obviously I would head to the hills. Mm. But then I stayed while other people were, you know, they were scared. Yeah. Um, but that's what happened. And that's how much how much I made. I made 112,000 rand. I think in the next episode, what I would like us to touch on is, at what price do you enter? We're definitely going to, that, that was one of the questions which I received um, privately mm. um, as a text. And when should I enter and when should, should I, I leave? Exit? Yeah. I think it's, 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 it's quite a difficult thing, right? Mm. Um, I'm not going to get into it a lot, yeah. but I just want, um, I want us to, I, I want to have a question, but already you have answered some of my questions. <laughs> I have pop-up questions. I don't send this guy those questions because I know yes. that he's going to over-prepare for them. I mean, hey, I'm a good, <laughs> I, I, I'm an analyst. So, first question, right? Yeah. What has been your best analysis for a company and it came true? Okay. Was it management analysis? Was it... A prediction of a stock um, going up? Was it a prediction of a stock going down? What has been a best analysis of a company and then it actually came true? Cecil? Mm-hmm. That's the easiest one. That The, the one you made a million. The, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't, I got, like, this guy's going to want, it's going to get me in trouble. I did not make a million. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was, it was Cecil. Um, that mm. was my, um, that was my prognosis. Mm. Uh, of which uh, I, I proved it, it. It proved it proved me correctly. Mm. Um, I yeah, I've, I've I've made some money. So that's the best thing. Mm. That's the best piece of analysis that I've actually done when it comes to investing. Mm. Yeah, you. I think my best one was um, uh, Shoprite hmm. success on on e-commerce. Whoa! With the sixty sixty. This is interesting. Like, one, I think, given the 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 customer loyalty that they have, right, and also the 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 fact that they were doing so well in terms of capturing 
the upper market with their checkers brand, I was just like, these guys know what they're doing. And with entering e-commerce, I think they're going to make a success out of this. And guess what? 6060 is the best grocery online shopping out there. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never been so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, fantastic. Absolutely. No, I've never been so work. proud of myself. Like, listen, like I am, I'm always ready to give a person their flowers mm. if they make um, a, a brilliant piece of analysis. Mm. Um, whether it comes true or not, I think that is important, but I think I like the thought process that goes into it. Yeah. And I think your thought process was correct. Mm. Uh, it was brilliant. It was well thought out. And for that, you deserve your gains. <laughs> <laughs> but on the, on the flip side, yeah. what has been your worst analysis of the company? I and and this is a huge one, but I don't think I'm alone. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm alone in this. Really, yeah. I I basically underestimated the economic effects of COVID nineteen. Okay, and that showed on my portfolio. Ah, I see. So Got slashed eh? it. It absolutely. It was <laughs> hammered. Eh? It was. Yeah, no. It was. It was absolutely smashed. Mm. Um, I under I underestimated what. Coronavirus was. Mm. I really thought that it was something that could be contained at a regional level. Mm. But how we just spread so quickly, fine. Mm. It's a health crisis. Yeah. But then it graduated into an economic crisis. Mm. Okay. And then portfolios started seeing the color red from green. So that has been my biggest mishap. I understood. But I, I really don't think I'm alone there. Yeah. Um, especially with the, you know, if. If if I read a little bit more history, I think I would have been better prepared, especially for the especially for the bounce back yeah. of which that was sub substantial. I gained a, I, I gained a lot from the bounce back, so I did make up for my earlier mishap of not necessarily not, not necessarily judging it quite correctly. Yeah, but I did judge the the bounce back um, almost mm. fully correctly. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's it's it, that's not a fault of yours, right? I mean, mm. no one could have really quantified the impact of COVID-19 yep. on, on businesses. I mean, that's when we also, the, the one thing that people don't think about much is the environment, the, the regulatory environment. Yeah. Because what hurt the most was changes in regulation to say people must be locked in. The impact of COVID-19 was um, one of the things that nobody could have actually estimated how pervasive that is going to be. Because the element of when a regulatory environment kind of gets impacted by that, then it becomes a major limiting factor on doing business, on analyzing certain things, etc. So it becomes very difficult in that in that in, in that in that respect. I remember Capitec um, deep in the depths of COVID nineteen. Capitec yeah. was at eight hundred rand. Yeah. And I did invest. You invested it at 800 <laughs> Rand. Yes. Again, fantastic piece of investing. You have, did you see it out all the way up until 2000 Rand? Yes. Not 2000 Rand. I sold out, to, I was scared. I sold out at like 1,600. You doubled. Yeah. Doubled. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Like, listen, listen to the investment podcast. Watch the investment podcast. The, 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 like the pieces, the, the golden nuggets that you're going to get here. And apply it, um, which is actually segmenting nicely to mm. the last bit of which, if you don't mind, I'll actually introduce it. Is yeah. that we are going to launch a new feature, yeah, which is called uh, 
check my portfolio bo, 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 bo. you know when we I we should have it. those buttons somewhere oh my word yeah, like like and you actually played it up nicely for me i actually destroyed it <laughs> but let's continue anyway it's a portfolio check um mm. so how 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 it's going to work is that um the show uh, the um, the investment candle uh, podcast is going to create its own investment portfolio mm. uh two companies of my choosing and then two companies of shifiwa's uh, choosing um, basically, we're going to build a portfolio and every show, every episode, uh, we are going to check that portfolio. Uh, How is it doing? Yeah. And we are going to build it based on some of the principles that we speak about it here. In the podcast, um, yes. Yeah, it's anything that I'm... I'm, I, I'm thinking I'm, I'm excited about this. You know, a lot of people talk about investing, but they don't put their mouth, their money where their mouth is, yep. right? This is exactly what we're trying to do. We're actually trying to say, guys, what we're talking about is actually what we do personally. We wanted to show kind of the growth of our own personal investment, but I was like, no, no, no. This guy has a million rand. So I don't want you guys to kind of to kind of get intimidated by the numbers when you see what Nico has done. <laughs> no. But we're like, okay, yeah. let's put in um a proper show um portfolio that both us and you guys are going to see yeah. when it grows, the changes that we make and the decisions, the thought process behind it, so that we can start the investment journey with you guys and actually walk the investment journey with you guys so that you can see what we think about. Yeah. It is not the Bible. Mm. It's just two maids that mm. have strong opinions in the stock market. 100%. 100%. It's going to be exciting. We're going to put out lots of content, obviously, um, on our social medias. Please check them out on Instagram. Mm. Um, and yeah, don't forget to subscribe, but like you'll see it. It's uh, check my portfolio of which uh, we're going to be checking the um, the investment candles portfolio. Yeah. If you want to join in, you can join in and you can and and you can send us how your portfolio is doing as yeah. well. Yeah. I think it can be fantastic for us to actually engage. Be First you can put it on the comments and tell us what yes. you what you think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and tell us to, like tell us what you're thinking, you know. As much as how yes we are we are about the end results mm. we are about the results but I think the process on getting there is also very important yeah yeah That's bring us important. in let's let's chat we are going to share uh, a lot of our thoughts what we're thinking and please do the same mm. um, yeah yeah I think also the other thing speaking of that of sharing their portfolio growth mm. we are going to launch an investment challenge yeah. Uh, we're still thinking about the nitty-gritties around it yes. on how we're going to to structure it. Yes. Um. So there's gonna be a prize. Um. Whether or not that's gonna be sponsored, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but we will have a prize. Um. That you know, if you've built, you've been building the 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 portfolio with us from a certain time when we launch the challenge. Yeah. And your portfolio much grow, grows much faster than somebody else's portfolio. This should be a very nice price for you. And we will appreciate because what we're trying to do is to get as many people into doing this. Yes. So a reward into that is really just an uh, incentive for someone to get started. You know, 100%. I think as a sign out, what is your takeaway from this podcast, from mm. this episode? Mm. What is your takeaway? You ask difficult questions at the end, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I think my key takeaway is that um, trading 
Mm. is incredibly difficult for a young person that has a nine to five. Some For some people, it's not nine to five. Mm. It's nine until 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I know my auditing people, yes. my investment bankers, etc. Yeah. It's nine to 2 a.m. Even my doctors out there, they and do lawyers long hours well. and lawyers, briefs, yeah. all those stuff, right? Yeah. But doing trading or investing to for short-term gain is incredibly difficult. Mm. We kind of laid the analysis of what you should think about when yeah. you're actually doing long-term investing. Um, we spoke about growth. We spoke about dividend elements into it. You are a dividend person. I'm hardly a dividend person. Mm. So all those kind of things. And in terms of where do you even start thinking about, okay, what's happening in the economy? The technology is advancing. Okay, what what company can I pick within the technology space? Um, and how can I actually assess those companies that can capture that um, mass more, that what's happening in the market to actually give me that? So those kind of elements, I think, that kind of give some color in terms of the investment strategy that we're trying to convey. I don't know what what your key takeaways were on that. First of all, that's powerful. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's very, very impressive. Yeah. I hope many people take that on board. I think my takeaway here is that have a mindset of long term mm. while not ignoring what's happening in the short, short term. Agreed. Yeah. If you can marry the two, I think that's when you have something which can not only work for you over mm. the long run, but then can also serve you in your current needs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's beautiful, man. And um, please click like, subscribe, and thank you very much. We've got about at the time we're recording this, we got about almost 150 views on our first episode. That is impressive. And thank you for the love. Please do click like and subscribe. I don't know what other thing YouTubers say. <laughs> <laughs> but from yeah. Nico and myself, thank you very much. We'll be bringing you more content on investments. Sign out. <laughs>